to full capacity of the human experience, you've got to allow yourself to understand your feeling, have emotional intelligence. Confidence isn't, well, I believe it's a skill, but it's also very much an emotion. It's also a mindset. You can put it in lots of different categories, but if you really want to master confidence, we've got to master emotional intelligence. I don't want just a successful life. I want a beautiful life. And I believe that emotions allow that. You got to be willing to feel it. You got to be brave. So you can be brave in all these things, going up and being bold, being on stage, closing huge deals. But the next level of bravery is the emotional bravery. And then, I mean, what's available to you is nuts. Come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Fasten your I'm ready for my close-up. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so excited for you to meet my new friend, Trish Blackwell. She's an expert in empowering people to get past self-doubt, overcome self-limiting beliefs, and perform at their highest level. She's our kind of people, confidence coach to Olympic and professional athletes, Ironman champions, CEOs, high achieving entrepreneurs, and cultural influencers. She's been featured by TLC, Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Elite Daily as one of the top confidence coaches in the world. Her approach to confidence has equipped and empowered an audience of over, get ready for it, 3.5 million people worldwide through her top ranked podcast, The Confidence Podcast. Her books, her coaching, and her online confidence university, The College of Confidence, also considered the most encouraging place on the internet. She lives in Washington, D.C. with her husband and two young children. Trish, thank you so much for being here. Well, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having (laughs) me. I'm excited for our new friendship. You're the best. I'm loving, I love what women are doing in the world. And so to partner and collaborate alongside other women who are my people, like you said, hello. Well, I want to give everybody a little behind the scenes on that. So for me, maybe like a month ago, another female podcaster reached out to me and she said, Hey, I know that some people might see you and I as competitive. We're in the same arena, whatever. I don't see it that way. She said, I think it'd be cool if you come on my show, I'll come on yours. And if our listeners like the other person, they'll go follow them. And then we both grow and touch more people. It's a positive. So I sent you a DM doing the same thing because I knew your podcast is so big and it's on the same topic as my podcast. But I thought, let's see, you know, if she's not like-minded, that's, you know, that's not the right person for me to partner with. But immediately you were like, oh my gosh, great idea. Yes, let's work together. And it's so exciting to see people not competing, but instead saying, how can we help one another to help more people? I, okay. And so you and I already connected on how we're both like, when I say I'm competitive, I'm like, like it's, it's, I've been in therapy to like, get it down and like in control. Right. It's, and it's a great thing. So I have loved what some mentors in my life have just like, I don't believe in competition. I believe in competition for your own sake, but I believe in collaboration and competition when you're feeling like you have competitors, especially in business. I'm like, that's just insecurity. Like a couple of, we are in the field of confidence. And it's so interesting because to relay that scenario about a year ago, I'd reach out to a fellow female podcaster also in our, our sphere. And she very much rejected me and went like this. So when you reached out, I was like, someone who's like me. Okay. She's nice. Like, I think I had been so dejected from some of that. And I went, well, I, I'm just going to keep loving people. And the more we collaborate, the more we serve people. Furthermore, I know the topics on podcasts, especially that I jam out on, I listen to like five or six different shows that cover the same topic and they all serve me in a very different way. And I often purchase from all of those people because they mean something different. And it's like when, when people put that together and you're like, 
you literally, I, I'm so grateful for the people who share other people with me that I want to do that in this world too. You bring up such a great point that and it's something that I've really only become aware of in the last couple of years. Everyone can be bringing the same message to light, but you're doing it through the lens of your experience, what's important to you, your priorities and expertise, which is going to be different than mine, right? So like you said, we can all speak to how to advance people, how to get them to the next level, how to get the most out of them, how to get them to the next level of confidence, but it's going to be a different approach. So it'll resonate in different ways with different people. And they're all needed. Oh, so true. Yes. When we get out of that comparative, toxic cycle of trying to be better or trying to look better and these vanity metrics. And you're like, wait, 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 where was the heart behind this? And the purpose, because people see the authenticity and they know if you actually care about them. And furthermore, if you're showing them this world to make the world better, it's not actually about you. But we get into, we get, you start looking around, you get out of your lane, just like I was a swimmer. And if I ever, even my peripheral vision looked over, girl, I lost the race. I was also a sprinter. And so like eyes have to be forward and like on the black line and that's it. And if I even care about where my competitor is in a race, I've lost it. I've lost my race because I didn't have my mind in my own lane. And yet we live in a world that we're constantly comparing. We are scrolling social media. We're being told. And, and what happens is we actually, we're shooting ourselves in the foot because our subconscious is hearing messages of comparison and criticism and competition from a striving hustle versus insecurity sense. Let me prove myself, make my way versus I belong here. This sense of ease and like, I'm made for this. I'm going to go help people. And it's such a different energy, right? And I think a lot of people, when we start our businesses, I think you start with that hustle energy of like, I'm going to make it. And then you really hit your stride when you trust that you belong, you trust that in the compound effect of your efforts. It's kind of cool to watch that grow. I even look at my own, my own journey and go, wow, it's cool. Like you literally can see each transformation of just going acceptance and confidence in what you're doing as you make massive mistakes and figure it out. But it's kind of, and you look at it as a game, it's really fun. How did you get into this line of work? I mean, how how does someone get into this confidence game? I'll give you the super nutshell. So super nutshell, highly competitive athlete, was Olympic track myself, and then uh, self-sabotaged by overthinking. And so I would have coaches be like, Trish, you've got so much potential, but we need you to try to stop trying so hard. Hey, what we want you to do is just stop thinking. And I'm like, oh, okay, so... You're telling me to stop thinking and all I can do is think. And so I got really fascinated in that. And I started through college and I studied linguistics. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go live in Europe. This whole time as a high achiever, had an eating disorder that was behind the scenes and a lot of perfectionistic tendencies, which we have already talked about, is just a big old pretty bow for fear. And when I lived in France, I was like, hold up. They know something that I don't. And so I got so interested in the linguistics of it. And I can remember very distinctly sitting at this cafe. And I went from being somebody who had my days booked as a collegiate athlete from like 4 a.m. to like, you know, 11 p.m. And then I go to France to teach English. And they were like, you know, we don't need school today. And come have a glass of wine at lunch. I mean, it really was this like very stereotypical French experience of like, here, we're going to pay you full time. But really, you need to work about 10 hours a week. So go have fun. I went from literally my whole life had been overbooked to now I found free time. And it was my first opportunity to go, well, how do you want to live your life? And what is important to you? And why are you hustling? What does it look like to sit 
with your, and at this point there were not smartphones, right? I had a dictionary and a notebook and I would just sit at a cafe and watch people go by and be like, oh, I don't know that vocabulary word for a scarf. Let me look that up. Like that's how I passed time. And I would tell you that experience changed my life because one day I was looking and I was feeling really insecure and I had been self-critical about my body and kind of what am I doing with my life? And I was like, huh, all these women, they're so beautiful. They're so confident. Like I was like, I'm, I'm so in admiration of them. And it wasn't because I think in the U S I was like, oh, it's because she looks like this and this and this, and she wears this. But there I was like, well, that woman's 20 pounds overweight. And that woman's five pounds underweight. And that woman has a completely like goth style. And this woman's very Parisian chic, but they're all gorgeous. What? Like that blew my mind. And then I was like, what is it? And I finally was like, it's confidence. That's what I want. And I, my whole life had come off as the, like super outgoing, you know, type A, Team captain of every, like that achiever, I can flexible with everything. And so I'm technically on the surface, very confident, but I looked at these, I'm like, huh, these women have a different type of confidence than I do. And I looked up the French word. Now you can say in French um, to have confidence, you can use the word confident, but that they don't really say it. What's more colloquially used is the phrase, être bien dans sa peau, which means to be well in your skin. So they wouldn't say, elle est confident. They would say, elle est bien dans sa peau, meaning she's well in her skin. And I'm like, oh, I'm not well in my skin. How do I, how do I get that? Like, how do I become comfortable in the skin I'm in? And then that started. And so I went back to US, became a personal trainer. And then in my training, I realized, look, I can get anyone to lose hundred pounds. I can get anyone to lose five pounds and look amazing. But if I can't change their thoughts, they can hold it. They'll, they'll look good for a month and then it'll go back. And that's where I was like, okay, this is I'm more onto something. I was interested in the comp and the brain transformation. And so that got down me, got me down the path of coaching. And at that time I started my podcast, I started writing and I was like, okay, something I'm really well and broadly educated. And I don't know how to do this stuff. Where are we not having conversations? How are we not teaching people to think about their thoughts? Like, and I, as sports psychologist at the division one school, I was just told to stop thinking. If that's what the help I was got, I'm at this elite level and these elite people are going, yeah, just, um, you know, just some visualization. And I'm, and I, I mean, again, I had, Heather, I had access to such great resources and that's what I got. I went, okay, there's gotta be a better path. What's, and what's very cool is, you know, though, you know, how you're like, I love something and I don't know why it makes sense. The whole time when I was in college, I majored in French and Spanish. So you know, why? I don't know. It's just like, that's my passion. I just was like, I know I'm supposed to do things with words. I just know it was evident to me. Like God had been like, yep, study words. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want anything to, I I thought maybe I'll go work for the CIA, do linguistics. And what was so cool about it was (laughs) everyone was like, why are you majoring in that? Like you should go be a doctor. And I was like, I don't know. I just love dictionaries and words and looking them up in different languages. Like I just like, and you know, what's so cool. It did not make sense. I have incredibly expensive education, but it is 100% what I do in confidence. In my coaching, I, I, if you were to ask me, what do I do in my podcast, in my coaching, in my work, I help people look at the words their brain uses and help them find different words for them. That's all that is, right? If we look at what mindset is, we are changing the language of the way our brain thinks. Where if you go to, you know, the neuroplasticity of the brain and creating new neural pathways, all we're trying to do, I really believe in the life coaching that I do. Hey, what is, what are the words you currently think? What are the default thoughts you have? Let's really seek to understand them. First, we have to undercover the emotions. I mean, let's get beyond the self-criticism, get beyond the insecurity, find out what's the thought behind that. And now let's use a different language to get a different result and communicate to our future in a different way. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool that this whole time when my parents were like, are you sure you want to do this? 
you sure we should be studying French? But I just knew deep down, I'm like, I'm called to words. And to be able to use that now full-time, I'm like, so that is what kind of got me down the rabbit hole. And along the way, I've just been blessed to have some friends be like, hey, there's this new thing called podcasting. I think you should do it. I'm like, uh, all right. I mean, I kind of always had a mentor who said, throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. And I had never thought of it as a business. I just thought if it helps people, okay, that might be cool. Of course, I had to get over like, I don't know the technology. I don't know if I can talk about anything. I mean, just, but I had enough people go, hey, I think you should try it. And I was at that time single and I went, all right, I got time. Let's do it. And so, but it was, you know, I started my podcast in like 2013. Oh, good for you. That is so great. Well, what's crazy is it was like, it was at a time when I was working in a gym with like, you know, 3000 people who came through a day. So very high volume, very cool, great social thing. And everyone would be like, how's that? It's almost like that joke of like, how's that book going? Like for somebody who's not writing a book, but they say they are. Oh, that podcast. Oh, right. How do you do that? How do you find a podcast? Like no one knew what podcasts were, you know? So I'm loving that we're a day and age that people do. So it's come full circle. Yeah. But that's the one yeah, You got in at the right time. That is so great. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular and it is just so easy all because I use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized, I can do this. I can go to work for myself, thanks to Shopify What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Monahan, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. When starting out a new business, it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, 
EIN, operating agreement, business license and permits, and much more. Taylor Brands walks you through each step of building a successful business and has everything you need all in one place. Bookkeeping, invoicing, business licenses and permits, business documents, bank accounts, and so much more. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using this link, taylorbrands.com slash confidence. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash confidence. So get started today with Taylor Brands. CBDistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order Visit cbdistillery.com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. I've never heard the way that you just described it, right? Again, like we were saying, I've never heard this approach. And so I'm so intrigued. Can you give us a real world example of like someone that you worked with and what does that look like? And what are those words like? Well, let's see. So in helping someone understand why they're sabotaging their own success. So I work with a lot of high achievers who then there's guilt of success, right? Hey, I'm doing so much better than everyone else. Is it wrong for me to want more? And so first we, so understanding, helping them identify emotions, like what is that guilt that you're feeling? Is it guilt? They wouldn't identify. I just, well, I think I'm enough. I should settle here. And understanding, no, there's there's emotion and going into what is behind, because if your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings create your actions, your actions create your results in life, Everything goes back to the brain, to the thought. And so, but so many people just brush through the emotion and they, they don't identify. So if we, we want to identify one specific emotion, so it's guilt or overwhelm. Let's go, overwhelm is maybe an easier example to work with. I don't know, I'm just feeling so overwhelmed. Okay, so we can't allow that. And the overwhelm, what overwhelm will do is it confuses you. It's an indulgent emotion that when you're looking, especially if you look at a business project or a growth project or weight loss or anything that you actually care about, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed. It feels unsurmountable. And then you're like, I don't even know where to start. And we allow ourselves that cop-out when really overwhelm just clouds your, your thoughts. And I think about confidence as having clarity of thought. When it's cloudy, it's foggy. It's very hard to move forward. So overwhelm is the emotion. And so often we go, oh, it's just my thought. And behind the overwhelm is typically fear. It really goes back to identifying what is the fear. And if you were honest, I can tell myself, I, here's a good scenario. Last time I was overwhelmed, my husband said, well, what are you overwhelmed about? And I remember being very exasperated. I was like, oh, you wouldn't understand. It's like 15 things. And he was like, well, what are they? And I was like, well, and girl, once I like listed them out, it was like four things. And then they were very manageable. And then I put them in words. And then ultimately behind that, I said, oh, I think I'm afraid that 
blah, and whatever it was. And so if you break down that, first you break down the emotion, why are you feeling the emotion? And now what are the thought, what is the thought, the driving thought? Often with overwhelm, I'm afraid I'm not enough to do what it takes, or I'm afraid that I might go and embarrass myself and everyone's going to remember. And then when you have that, you can then talk back to it very directly to that thought to create the freedom to go have that courage to go and go, what's the worst thing that could happen? I think you and I, because we have enough competency of practice of knowing, all right, I feel fear. I also can go right to the worst case scenario and know, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Can I handle that? Yes, I can handle that. I can move forward. I think a lot of people can cognitively get that conceptually, but to get to the emotional ability to move through it, if you've never done it before, I think it's really helpful to go into breaking it down past the emotion to the thought and go, oh, you're afraid of that? Now you have your your higher self, your future self answer that with a better sentence, with a, more, a better reframe. And the reframes of language aren't necessarily this positive reframe. Like we're not like, oh, I'm afraid. I don't need to be afraid. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you can be as simple as I'm really stressed. Stress is a choice. Sometimes you can speak very directly to yourself and kind of get yourself out of your own way. But then sometimes it's uh, teaching yourself how to talk to yourself as a friend, as the mentor you need at that moment. Because so often we're just waiting for permission to say, is it okay to not feel this way? Or is it okay to feel this way? Can you tell me this will pass? Or as I think you mentioned, oh, I feel really anxious about this opportunity. Oh, no, you don't, girl. It's just excitement. That's it. Like I have a seven-year-old, right? And I often think about this when you break down confidence and thought patterns into how would I talk to Ellie? Because, right, she's like, oh, blah, blah. And you're like, no, girl, that's, we're supposed to feel, that's just your brain being normal, being human. You're supposed to feel really a little bit nervous about that Girl Scout presentation. Of course, it just means you care. And so giving new language to the thought that's already there, it doesn't negate that you feel that way or that you're thinking it or that it's wrong to think it. It gives you permission to go, to not get stuck in it. I think we get too stuck in our thoughts. Oh, that is so true. And I just, I love the way that you explained it. It's such a different way than I've ever heard it. Now, you also mentioned that you talk back to negative thoughts and anxiety. What does talking back mean? Uh, so I look at my thoughts and I preach. I think this is what's so funny. Again, nerd alert it goes back to me when I lived in Europe where I would have my, and this was again before phones. So I'm so thankful for translation apps now, but my Spanish <laughs> I had Spanish. I was trying to teach myself Chinese. So I had my Chinese dictionary, my Spanish dictionary, my French dictionary, and my little journal. And so it was cool because I kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, how would I say this and this? How would I say this and this? Same language, same sentence, different languages. And I had, I had the practice of learning how to have a conversation with myself, even though I was saying the same thing. And I think that's what we do when we talk back to a thought. We almost neutralize it, almost personify the thought and go, hey, thought, Oh, that's interesting that you say that. It could also be this instead. Here's a different translation of that. I mean, we certainly can do this out loud. I encourage people to do this with pen and paper or with, with daily journaling. I, I look at journaling and thought reframe not as a nice to have and not as this like descriptive today I did this. It's I think it's very much like brushing your brain. Like we brush our we brush our teeth and we're not we're not upset that we do brush our teeth every day. But I think some people are really like wait, so you're telling me to be confident and have an amazing mindset. I have to journal every day. I'm like, yeah, like it's three minutes, like a four minute thing, like write your visualization, write your affirmation and reframe a thought, teach yourself to talk back to a thought. Right. And it can be so simple as simply going, Hey, what am I actually thinking? I think that's the other key. What is it that I'm actually thinking? I like to go to little Trish and go, Hey, little Trish, like, what are you actually thinking? 
or another key kind of a good way to get my brain to know what I'm thinking. Again, keep in mind, I was the worst sports psychologist patient possible because I couldn't think about, I couldn't even identify what I was thinking. So for me to identify what I'm thinking, I often say, Trish, what's bothering you? And then I can go, oh, I'm really irritated about, and then I can go, oh man, I can like, we have to acknowledge the thought. Yeah, that it does stink, but, and almost like a friend talks back to it. You, you can learn to talk back to your thoughts. Another way you can talk back to a negative thought or specifically an anxious thought is that's effective for me. And a lot of the people I coach is I like to personify my old, like old Trish, the one who has these anxious thoughts, the fear thoughts as either Trish 1.0 and then my, my future Trish, the Trish I'm becoming is Trish 2.0, like that upgrade or even better. I like, cause my thoughts can be trashy, like really fear-based. Let's just call it trash. So trashy Trish and then tremendous Trish, or I, I mean, I like alliteration. It's the ability to go, oh, that's just trashy Trish showing up again with some ridiculous fear. I don't need to camp out there. I kind of think of trashy Trish as the most insecure, like eighth grade version of me who never fit in, felt like people were looking at like, and I can see her and go and have compassion for her. She's just scared. Whereas I think before I, I knew how to do some of these techniques, I would be like, oh, you're not supposed to be negative. You're so positive. Like I tried to sort of white knuckle it. I'm like the leader I should right? And I'm like, well, I could just have compassion that I have a human brain. And sometimes my human brain is going to offer me very negative suggestions. And sometimes they're going to feel very intense and real. And I can either camp out with them because where you camp out is what you activate, right? Because your thoughts are going to create your feelings, feelings create your, your results. Or you can just go, hey, trashy Trish, it's good to see you. Thanks for saying hi. And I'm just going to escort you out. But I ha- in order to do that, you can't just like ignore that she's there or that the thoughts are there. You have to acknowledge, hey, you're not supposed to be here. Well, you, you're welcome here, but you're not taking the driver's seat. You can sit in the passenger seat. Like you can be along for the, because let's be honest, sometimes the fear is going to be there. Or we, we can think big, big world stuff. I mean, sometimes like there's things going on in the world, like there are now, which we can't, we can't just rainbow sunshine, a global crisis or a war. And so you're going to have those thoughts about it and the compassion and the pain and the heaviness of that. But we don't let that drive our vehicle, our thought vehicle, so to speak. We say, hey, you can be with me, but I'm going to put you in the passenger seat. And so I'm, okay, I'm going to hear you every now and then, but sometimes I'm going to turn the radio up or put my earphones in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I was back in corporate America and for everyone listening right now that has like, you know, a type A personality, you're in, you know, some major job, you know, overwhelm. If you had just had that conversation with me back in corporate America, I'd be like, I don't have time for this. That would have been my go to answer is like, you're crazy. And truly, I believe that I I 100% believe. But now what I know about that earlier version of me I wasn't at a place in my life to deal with it because I felt like, or I was subconsciously that if I started peeling back that onion, everything was going to fall apart. And that scared the heck out of me. And I think the way the sort of the exit ramp to freedom for anybody that's shaking their head to that, I remember that. Like if I peel that back, 
I don't know if I can handle what's next. Yes. And I think one of the best quotes I've ever heard, and I cannot attribute to it. I can just tell you, it's not my quote. So, okay. It's not my quote, but if you're willing to feel your feelings and you're willing to fail, you will be able to achieve anything. And so I love that for those of us who are type A and driven and you're like, well, I don't want to fail. Like I like, I'm willing doing the failure, like failure all the way, check, check, check. I know it's a step to success, but you're like, oh, I also have to be willing to feel because that really is to full capacity of the human experience. You've got to allow yourself to understand your feeling, have emotional intelligence. Confidence isn't, a, well, I believe it's a skill, but it's also very much an emotion. It's also a mindset. There's, it's, you can put it in lots of different categories, but if you really want to master confidence, we've got to master emotional intelligence. And we very much go, I haven't got time for that. But I tell you what you do have time for is a better experience of life. And this, the way you do some of this work, it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes at a time, right? And so if we're going to say that we don't have time for it, then I think we need to take ownership of that. We're preventing ourselves from tapping into the, uh, really the fullest, like, I don't want just a successful life. I want a beautiful life. I want a beautiful experience of life. And I believe that emotions allow that. You've got to be willing to feel it. You got to be willing to feel it. You got to be brave. So you can be brave in all these things, going up and being bold, being on stage, you know, closing huge deals. But the next level of bravery is the emotional bravery. And then, I mean, what's available to you is nuts. And you know that. Yeah, I do. But that's been a long, long journey. And I know there's people listening right now that I need you to hear what Trish just told you. That is huge. Tell us a little bit about Straighten Your Crown, your newest book that you have out. Yeah, so Straighten Your Crown it's my newest book. We just released it a few months ago. It is a book on worthiness. It's a book for the reader who craves something deeper spiritually and a deeper confidence in their purpose. It's a book on worthiness and a book on purpose and a book on busyness because a lot of, I think what we're craving is this deep sense of fulfillment and purpose, but we live such busy lives. We live so distracted that we go, I don't even know if I have time to think, I can't even hear my own thoughts and let alone can't hear God. And so it's a book that shows you that how, whatever your relationship with God is and whatever your faith background is that, that God doesn't just love you. He delights in you. And that's a big difference. Like I know, like I think about, you think about for those of us who are parents out there, I love my nieces and nephews for sure, but I delight in my children. When you see your children happy, like the delight that I have when my kids are joyful, like it's just incredible. And like, I also love that when I want to do something intimate with my kids or like exciting, I have a little four-year-old, like Baker, like the whisper brings them closer to me. And I want that tenderness. And I think sometimes we get so frustrated with like, God, I can't hear you. And like, what's the point? We can get very cynical. And and cynicism steals your joy. It steals your confidence. But when you realize that some of the deepest things, the deepest lessons, the deepest growth lessons, the deepest spiritual lessons, the things that give us meaning and purpose for our confidence come in whispers that when, and like, I used to be so frustrated, like, great, God whispers to me, too bad I can't hear. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that was like, almost like a, it's almost like a, an act of intimacy. It's beautiful. And so it's really a book on, on slowing down your life a little bit to experience deeper joy and more beauty, but more than that, freedom to not to not have to believe that I'm not doing it, that I very much have had to detox the, I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I need to do better. And so it speaks to that uh, not enoughness voice so that people can show up without all that noise. And we just go and make a difference in the world. Oh my gosh. This is so important. I've, I've had so many people ask me recently about purpose and how to figure out the purpose. And you're right. If you don't slow down and start 
noticing what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, noticing what's around you, it is almost impossible to ever figure out what that purpose is. Yeah. And it's counterintuitive, right? Like it's counterintuitive. Like, all right, I need you to slow down and be still. And you're like, yeah, but I have so much to do. But true wisdom, true maturity, true leaders have that margin, right? I And I look at it. Here's what's cool. I think it's been helpful for me as somebody who loves productivity. Man, girl, I love squeezing out every last ounce of my day. I want to incorporate micro moments of margin. That's way more accessible to me than, Trish, stop work an hour early. I mean, maybe I can do that. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to get my nails done. But micro moments of margin, I'm like, oh, a 10-minute walk with my dog without my phone. That's beautiful. That's actually purposeful. Like, okay. And seeing that your time to luxuriate in quiet throughout your day is actually purposeful for your higher purpose. Oh, so good. I could not agree with you more. Where can everyone find your book? Go to Amazon or go to my website or go to, and you can go to trishblackwell.com forward slash crown. That will take you right to Amazon, anywhere books are sold and you'll find it there. And we've got the audible and we've got all versions and yeah, check it out. And the Confidence Podcast, you recently had me on. Go check out that yes. episode, guys. Yes. You've got to yes. subscribe to this podcast. She's got 3.5 million people listening for a reason. Where else can everybody find you? TrishBlackwell.com or collegeofconfidence.com. Yeah. Trish, so thank, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so grateful to have met you. So excited for what is in store for both of us moving forward and, and really appreciate you coming on the show. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Thank you, Heather. I'm so grateful. And everyone, I can't wait to meet you as well. Thank you for allowing me to be just a voice in your life today. Well, you are an important one and I love the perspective that you bring. Thank you for teaching me today too. Guys, until next week, keep creating your confidence, take Trish's advice and direction and take a minute to see how you're feeling, to think about your thoughts and know we're thinking about you too. See you next week. journey with me. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. 
You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference, and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.